The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey there. Happy Halloween. It is Thursday, October 31st. It's Jaylen. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Some weird weather out there right now. We've been having kind of uh, snow pellets over here, um, over uh, Course Central. I'm not sure what it's like where you are. Let me know. Hopefully things uh, hold out uh, pretty good throughout the evening so the little Halloweeners can get out there and have some fun. Gord Steinke checking hey, good in. Afternoon. Hey, Gord. Yeah, snow pellets. That's a good way to yeah. put it. I just walked in a lot of snow pellets, but it's kind of clearing off. There's some blue sky to the Is north. Is there? Okay. Yeah, so maybe for little ghouls and goblins yeah. tonight, it won't be so bad. Oh my gosh, speaking of ghouls and goblins, uh, some not even just the little ones, all the, the, the big Oh, yeah. Kids are going out tonight. You're going to a Halloween event yeah, tonight, Yeah, my uh, sister-in-law's in town, so uh, Deb and Shauna and myself are going to Winspear. They're going to play a silent movie and mm. play the original soundtrack, and so they'll all be, be dressed up in costumes, and uh, Deb and Shauna are quite excited. Oh, very cool, very it's cool. It's a big deal for them, because they used to have, uh, when Shauna was living in Nova Scotia, they would have the Halloween howl, and it used to be just, it got yeah. bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger, uh, and they have bands, blues bands and rock bands, and they all raise money for your cancer in memory of their brother, yeah. Gordy. Oh, wow. Oh, so okay. uh, so they, they're, they're kind of feeling a, an emptiness yeah. out here. So they said, well, we'll fix that. We're going to the Winspear Off we today. go. And so yeah. they have their costumes? Yes. They're kind of witches. Kind of witches, okay. Yeah. I don't want to say what I am because it's going to be nice to be incognito. Okay. No one's going to recognize me. There you go. Me. We won't tell anybody. We won't no. tell anything. We're going to have, uh, of course, we're going to touch uh, on, on the news of the day. There's lots of stuff going on within, within Canada with uh, oil by rail. There's the, the, so the, much. the daylight saving time the issue going on The 10 cities that are getting all Cities. So we'll touch on that and, of course, uh, throughout uh, the newscast as well. But today is like there's well, there's one day a year yeah. that really you can kind of focus on. Let loose. On some of this stuff. So we're going to talk um, throughout the day. We're going to talk about some of Edmonton's ghost stories mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot Everybody loves a good ghost here. story. Mm. We're going to talk about the science of fear oh, as cool. well. So what is it that makes you afraid? And then we're going to talk with a paranormal researcher who... It is based right here in Edmonton, but she is becoming known for her work worldwide. Mm. She is on uh, television television shows really? around the world. And so we'll talk to her. She's from Edmonton. Very cool. So we'll we'll talk with her. And uh, you were telling me just before we went on air, Gordo, that um, you had because because everyone has well maybe not everyone because I think some people think now. Uh, yeah. It's just a bunch of BS. I don't mm-hmm. believe focus, it. It's focus, crap. Leave it for the movies and the right? stories. And that's it. And yeah. then there's a lot of folks like uh, us yeah. <laughs> who have had an experience or know of someone Or know who of has. someone, yeah. I mean, I've got my own, but I, I just wanted to, you just made me think. We were just talking earlier, made me, and by the way, thanks to whoever brought this lovely stew that's Chris, in here. That's Chris, yeah, that's Chris CBG, my in. producer, yeah. Oh, oh, you got a good producer. So we had, so it's it's been a Halloween around here, and the, um, and of course, over at Global as well, Daintree Lots and Mike dressed and stuff, it up. Everybody's dressing up, yeah. Around here, it's crazy amount of costumes, yeah. but we also had a Halloween lunch, so there's oh, your thank stew you very much. lunch, your anyway, Halloween I, stew. Anyway, I don't mean to yeah, throw us off topic, but it is a funny topic to talk about because some people don't, don't you know, they, they feel uncomfortable talking mm-hmm. about uh, hauntings and ghosts. But before I'm going to tell my story, I was just going to say I've got in my family. I remember uh, we went over to England a couple of times to retrace the family uh, tree and uh, see Grandma's homestead and all that. And uh, I've got a cousin. She's passed away now, but her name was Joyce. She lived in York, and she used to give ghost tours in York. <laughs> 
Now, imagine that. That goes back to the Roman mm-hmm, times. And she used mm-hmm. to tell us a story when we went over. This is her account, and uh, she saw it with her own eyes. There would be, she'd say, tell her tours, she would say, now watch, doesn't happen often, but watch closely. She said, there are reports and legends, and I've seen it myself, there'll be a Roman legion will come walking down a cobblestone street near the Shambles, it's called, in York. Yeah. And uh, Joyce was from there. I mean, she was born and raised yeah. in that area. And... Uh, I said, well, what do you think? Do you think it's true? And she said, well, one night, she said, it will, I, she said, we heard a clanking. And we looked, and she said, I couldn't figure out what I was watching. She said, I looked, and she said, they were all wearing the Roman helmets with the, the, yeah. the, the, the headdress. And I could see spears, but she said they were only from the waist up. And the next thing, I said, well, that's awful weird. And she says, yeah, until someone explained to me, another uh, paranormal researcher said, well, that's because they're walking on Roman roads that are now four feet under the roads that oh. were there. So she said that to her solidified and, and was gave credence to and it was a credible story. She said, because why on earth would my brain make something up that you're only seeing half a, a legion of Roman soldiers from the waist up? They were walking on the cobblestones that they built, which is under four, like two feet, say two feet of dirt. Yeah, wow. Just above me. So I thought, that always stuck with me. And But then, you know, when I was on those same trips, you know, my mom and my nephew and my wife, we were all over there. and So I purposely would wake up at night and we were staying in the oldest hotels mm-hmm. we weren't doing just you know staying at the you know the, the holiday inn yeah, or something yeah. we, we were doing like bed and breakfast in these ancient places all tied in where, where my family's from on my mom's side and i never saw a thing never heard a thing never saw nothing, nothing. No. it was just well, like, i think sometimes you're thinking about it too hard you're actually you're if you're on the lookout that's not when things happen well i'd even walk through a graveyard with yeah. some of the graves or headstones of 1536 yeah, or something yeah. or i even found one time at pressbury i think it was where my grandfather's buried uh, which is out of Stockport, and uh, there was a stone coffin that was like six feet long, uh, and and just in a coffin shape outside the church. It was stone, but the the lid was off it. Okay. So I asked the pastor there. I said, "What what's the story behind this?" He goes, "Well, that was a witch that was um, executed back in about you know 1670, <laughs> yeah. and they found the coffin buried underneath the altar. So they." You know, in 1800s, they moved it out. Absolutely. Let's get this thing out of here. And they just left it there, and God knows what happened to the body. There was nothing left. They probably burned it or something, you know. Probably, yeah. So anyway, my nephew was with me. I'll never forget. I looked, I went, well, just a second. I said, that's an awful big coffin for a witch. He goes, yeah, she was uh, a very tall woman. So I jumped in the coffin, put my hands across my chest, my my nephew. I'll never forget looking up at him because it fit me perfect. Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, Uncle Gord, this isn't good. <laughs> this isn't good. I just kind of laughed and I thought afterwards, oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm not superstitious. That's the thing. Uh, I'm, I'm really not. But Well, it, you know, I think, you know, some people, I'm, I'm not sure that I would lay in a coffin. Right. I'm not sure that I would lay in a coffin. I, I, I'm, it's just, it sounds well, weird. Built. I'm fascinated yeah. by death and I'm fat you know and, yeah. and aren't we all though and and and, and paranormal stories and afterlife and all of that I'm just not sure I would do that I, I I'd probably that might be weird yeah it was but it was outside and uh, there's a, I got a picture of it at home and the church to me was and and it had a Saxon uh, mm-hmm. some Saxon graves before Christianity had come yeah. in there so, I mean, to me, the whole church and the whole scene was creepy. So why not just get in the coffin, and get it over with and freak the <laughs> nephew out? He's got a story to tell. <laughs> so what happened with you at the JPL? Okay, well, this is a long time ago. When we used to have the ITV ski team. And I remember Lorraine Mansbridge always used to say, don't tell this story. She says, people are going to think you're crazy. And maybe I am. 
But my wife, we decided to stay a couple of extra days, mm -hmm. you know, after the ski team went. So it's it's a Sunday night. Everybody, mm -hmm. it's really quiet. Dead of winter. We'd been skiing all day. And so we moved from the point cabin, I think it was. Yes. They put us up in beautiful place. Supposedly that was haunted too, but we were looking around and uh, Todd James and I, a friend of mine, yeah. uh, we ended up moving all the, we, we snuck out back in, moved all You're the bad. furniture, tried to s scare everybody, but everybody knew it was us. Anyway, so we got a, a room, at one of the cabins down by the lake. Yeah. And so I think it would be about, I don't know, four in the afternoon, five in the afternoon, and we're, we're moving our stuff over there. So I went to the front desk. He said, yeah, it's cabin, blah, 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 whatever it is, and here's the key. So we said, okay. So we walked in, and I, and I opened up the door to the cabin. Deb's right behind me. And I went, oh, my God, the bed's all ruffled. And there's a train set, uh, an old train set in child's building blocks on the floor. And the, the and it smelled like perfume in the room, and there was a light on in the bathroom, and that was it. The big drapes that were over were, had were kind of half closed. So uh, so not a lot of light. It was very dim. But I, yeah. got, I thought, there's someone in here. So I quickly shut the door and said, oh, we're in the wrong place. There's somebody in here. And so we went back to the front desk and said, I'm sorry you made a terrible mistake. We just walked in on somebody and we were kind of embarrassed. We said, you gave us the key to a place that's already in yeah. it's occupied. And she called a couple other people over and she said, Gord's saying that this, there was someone in here. She said, we'll come with you this time if you want. She said, you've got the right room, but there's been other instances like this. So we took the key and well, four of us went back and we opened up the door and the bed was perfectly made. Come on. The drapes were open. Everything was fresh as a daisy. So to this day, you know, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't explain. All the cabins looked the same. So I'm not sure if I walked into the wrong one and maybe the key worked and I, and I did walk in on something. But to me, it was right down at the far end yeah. of the lake, you know, uh, by the golf course. Yeah. And it was one of those cabins that were in there. They all do look the same. So I'm, I, in my mind, I'm trying to rationalize it, thinking. So, and did, did Deb see it? Oh, she yeah. Was, but she, she saw, saw it, it as well. She'll tell you exactly the same story. She was right behind me because I called her in. I, we walked maybe one foot in the room and then realized there was someone in it and quickly shut the door. Because there are stories about about the JPL, a lot of the Fairmont properties, mm. actually, the ages of them. I mean, Gore, um, Ryan told a story this morning and i'm going to try to remember it correctly it there's at the jpl as it's well? at the G hmm. jpl and he taught he he said that there's a photo on one of the walls and he says you're not going to tell you where it is but when you see it there's there was a a, a photographer in who was hmm. doing publicity shots for years back years okay. years back yeah of, because like marilyn monroe stayed yeah, there uh, bing crosby was his favorite yep. place like Bob and it was there. one of the ballrooms and Okay, let me get this. Ryan said when the photo was developed, the photographer said, nope, there was no one in here. When I took this picture, oh, no. there was no one in here. And in the photo, there is a woman at a table mm. dressed in that kind of that time, whatever year it was, mm -hmm. folding napkins. Good Lord. And I got goosebumps. Ryan says when you see the picture, you're like, oh, yeah. He says, because you look at the picture, then you see her. Then it was like, oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow. Well, that's crazy, and, and and so there are stories from yes. from that from that well, uh, lodge, and I, I know maybe it's a cynic in me. I just always look for a rational explanation. I always try to think, well, maybe we're in the wrong. But this thing that happened with us, it affected all your senses. It was not just sight. And what, why would there be kids' toys? That there was a little a train that was going around in an oval. But you could but, smell the perfume. But I could smell the smoke from the oil in the train, I, and I could smell the perfume. So it hit all the senses, and then 
And then when he walked back in, I don't know, maybe they were playing a trick on us too. Maybe someone cleaned it out really quick. That's uh, pretty quick, but perfume lingers, Gord. Yeah, right. And this was room just, no. Uh, yeah, it was just one and, of those things make you go, hmm. And they said that they'd had instances <laughs> yes. like this before. Same That's why same they story? grabbed a witness because they thought maybe they were going to walk in and see a see yeah. something similar too but it was all there was no rumpled bed put it that way there's no toys there was no perfume wow yeah i love stories like this <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i love it uh today's going to be an interesting one it's 217 if you have a story that you want to share anytime throughout the day you can mm. uh you can text it at 6 30 if you want to give us a call 496-0063 but yeah we'll be talking about this the, st- the ghost stories in edmonton that science of fear what is it why do we like all to different be so levels yeah. and you know the paranormal researcher again she talks about helping people understand and maybe sometimes why why things mm. happen uh, but she's got some crazy stories uh, as well it's 218 we'll take a break here more with Gord Steinke after this <laughs> I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand walking through the streets of Soho in the rain up this afternoon and we'll have some fun with it today why oh, not you're gonna it's have a great afternoon here. that we can and i'll tell you there's nothing frightening about this stew thanks to oh Chris no that's uh, it's fife and duckle stew that's some good stuff um daryl says it could be uh time always keeping the same moment maybe time always replays itself maybe there's something like a time yeah a time shift. that's been a theme of so many different yeah. you know, like horror stories and and, and movies hasn't it yeah and maybe a room like that at the jpl just there's certain windows where a time stands still yeah but yeah. then it goes away and goes back to normal. It's like a window. Maybe there's time portals. Time I don't know. Anyone there's read the Outlander series? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, get, that makes you think. Uh, this one says there's legit science behind all paranormal stuff, and it's both uh, banal and uh, fascinating. Something to do with certain frequencies of sound tooling with your inner ear. For real, look it up. It's very cool stuff. Mm. Well, we'll explore that today. Our pal Jed. Hey, Jed. Hey, how are you? Good. What's your story? My dad and mom passed away in 1993. My son, who's 21, was born in 1998. Same initials, same name, except for Dario and Daryl. We were playing a golf course that my dad was a very good golfer at. We're on the seventh hole. He hits the ball on a par three, and we're looking for this ball. And I was with my dad when he put the hole in one in there. Back, I was about 10 years old at the time, in the, in the 70s. We could not find the ball. We went to the cup, and there is the ball sitting in the middle of the cup. Hmm. Same hole, my old man put a hole in one in. We could not get the ball out of the bottom of the cup. Oh, wow. goosies. We oh tried to pull that ball. Now, the other part about it is, when we went home, to where I used to keep all my parents' stuff. There's a Canada Dry ginger ale hole-in-one. It's like a, a, a trophy. Yeah. It has a ball in it that says D-E-D. Yeah. Daryl Edward DeBow. Oh, Daryl Edward DeBow. That ball would not come out of that cup either. Huh. Oh, my gosh, Jed. And, you know, they're... they're my kid is a split image of my old man. 
my kid signs his name as my dad. Huh. The initials, when you go D-E-D, he always connected the D-E and the D. Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Same thing, and they've never met. So dad's never left. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Sometimes I sit there and I shake my head. And go, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Man, that's a, oh, man. Yeah. It's, that's <laughs> oh. things that make you There go. you go, guys. Thank you for sharing, Jed. Great yeah. to hear from yeah, you. Take care. Yeah, Good. take it easy. Oh, my goodness. Brian's on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi. Hi, you guys. Great show today. Hey, we were coming back from, oh, what's that ski hill down by Kamloops? They're coming back and driving up the road. We stop at the Fraser Canyon. You know that tramway, you know, and we mm-hmm. go down, mm-hmm. and we're touring around in there, and my wife takes a few pictures in there, and we, well, we drive up the Golden, and we're staying in this room, and we get all packed, unpacked, and out, and we're sitting there quietly, and my wife's looking at her phone. All of a sudden, she lets this hell of a scream out and throws her phone across the room. <laughs> oh my and uh, her sister and I, we go, what the heck's going on? She says, well, I took this picture of this haunted room, and there was just a curtain there. She opened her phone up. As soon as she opened her phone up, the black shadow appeared in the window on her phone. Oh. And, and she wouldn't take hold of her phone for the next day. Wow. Scared her, scared her like crazy. She said, what's going on here? <gasps> so, it was haunted, but it wasn't on the phone. And then when she opened it, it just right there. It, it was there, so she hmm. saw Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was it. Like, she That'll give you a fright. Whoa, and she just... Don't give me that phone back. Leave it alone for a while. So, do, do you still have the picture, Brian, or is it long? Oh gone? yeah, she still has the picture, but it's just weird. There, there was a shadow of the woman wasn't there when she took it. Wow. At the place, and then yeah. when at the hotel, she opens the phone, and all of a sudden that it just right now it, it appeared. Hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, today's going to be some... like a whole day where it's just going to be like oh, creepy be... and awesome. Yeah. Oh, Brian, thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Thanks for that, Brian. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Okay, so 226, we have a couple more phone calls. Gord, you ready for this? Yeah. John's on the phone. Hey, John. Hey, guys, I got a story from Port Perry, Ontario, off Lake Scugog. Okay. And part of what I used to do was do pre-underwriting reports for insurance companies where we would investigate irregular occurrence on properties. Mm. Okay. So I was sent out on an assignment um, that was close and very near to what was an old Indian cemetery. And located was a home that I had to uh, undertake an investigation on. And what happened is when I arrived at the property, it became a surreal sort of situation in that when I approached the home and I went to the door, I knocked and there was obviously no one home and it appeared that whoever had last resided in the residence had left in a uh, hurried state okay Mm. so i went about doing my business and what happened is we take pictures yeah and i had not made contact with anybody so i completed the paperwork submitted it to my boss in toronto and he upon reviewing what I had done, looked at it, and he says, well, you you said no one was home. Who are these people in the picture? (laughs) And that, to me, was the one experience that I'll always remember because in those situations, it was something like out of a movie when I was trying to get out of there. You've got the steam coming off the lake. Yeah. Yeah. You've got all these noises going on inside the house. 
And um, well, you know, in all your, you must have done a lot of investigations and taken a lot of pictures. Have you ever absolutely. seen any, anything and this is like commonplace. that? Absolutely. Huh. We would do as many as ten ghost or paranormal sort of investigations in a year because obviously we carry the risk on those properties. Yeah. But that, uh, just to conclude, was also on the same road that they call the Port Perry Lights, where there's oh, a ghost motorcyclist yes. that yes. rides on the road. Yep. Um, and strangely enough, it almost always happens at Halloween. Uh, yeah. that, oh, wow, that John. Not swamp gas you got in the yeah. picture. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> Take Hello. care, guys. Thanks yeah. for sharing, Thank John. You. Appreciate it. Okay, we're out of time for right now. Bill, I want you to hold the line, though. I'm going to get your phone call right after the 2.30 news. We'll talk to Bill, hear his story, and then we'll hear more stories because Nadine Bailey, uh, the human behind Edmonton Ghost Stories and Tours, is going to join us. Gordo, thanks for joining oh, us this afternoon. I have to head back to the newsroom. Can news you stay room. all Let's afternoon? I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the anyway, thank you. Yeah, 2.30 News is up next.